Tucson Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. These are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We're spotlighting those community partners in the special podcast series. And today, I'm pretty much over the moon excited to welcome Heiza Quinones-Ivory, who is the Director of Community Investments at the Community Foundation of Southern Arizona. It's a really big job. I know a lot about CFSA, and before we went on air, I told Heiza, I'm so thrilled that they are now full-on addressing environmental issues, sustainability, climate change, and they are. So that's what we're going to talk about. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And it is a big job. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is. a huge job. <laughs> I subscribe to the newsletters, even though I'm unsubscribing to a lot, and it's it's great what you're doing, and you have a great partner with TEP. So I agree. Thank you so much. You actually have an environmental sustainability impact fund. So tell us what that's all about. That's like good news sparks joy in Mrs. Green's heart. Yeah, we we are so excited about this new fund. Um, it's one of many. Uh, impact funds that CFSA has created and that we're going to be focusing on. But uh, we decided to sort of put this one at the forefront and focus on this one first. Um, and our goal, um, you know, we we always say that we want to provide an, an equitable and thriving community for all Southern Arizonans. And equity, when people talk about it, they often don't bring up the environment and how climate change impacts the most vulnerable people in our Everything. And it impacts them first and hardest exactly. and longest. Exactly. So that's why there's such joy in my heart about this. Yeah. So, you know, in the creation of this fund, we're setting out to make sure that there is funding available for these causes. Um, so, for example, we have a fund similar to this that's going to be focused on arts and culture. There's going to be one focused on greatest need. But the reason we started with environmental sustainability is because that's at the forefront of so many conversations that we're having when it comes to equity. So, you know, we wanted to think about uh, how can we, you know, do better as a campus, as an organization in terms of our carbon footprint, but also how can we increase and expand this benefit to the nonprofits that we work with? That's always on our minds. That's always our goal. You know, we know we're benefiting from this, but how can the nonprofits that we serve and that we work with also take part in this process? So that's where that fund comes in. There are many things that I love about it. Of course I do, because I'm Mrs. Green. <laughs> it raises awareness, not just among the nonprofits who are watching to see what CFSA does. I mean, I've been here for a very long time. They watch for what money might be available for their organization, it also raises awareness among donors mm -hmm. because you know those donors, they're looking at how their money's being spent. So to me, it's a, it's a probably a green trifecta because um, the nonprofit community, that's one, mm -hmm. I want to make sure I have three, and then the awareness among donors and then the planet. So that's the three that benefit. Exactly. I loved when I read this, you're not just... Um, saying this is a good idea. You are walking the walk. Mm -hmm. So you are solar powered. And it's funny. I feel like I'm in the know about a lot of things. I had no idea. <laughs> Your CFSA campus is now solar powered. So tell us about that. 
That's a big decision and a big move. A huge decision. Um, You know, this was a a vision and a goal for us for a long time. Uh, And this is something that we try to do um, in in all of our different walks and initiatives. We don't like to come out and say to a nonprofit, hey, you should do this without having explored the option uh, as, you know, for ourselves to set the example. Um, So we uh, worked with, and let let me say that again so I have the name right. Technicians Um, for Sustainability. Technicians for Sustainability. We're good partners in this interview because I know TFS too (laughs) and all their good work. Yes. Because they're true partners in sustainability with so many initiatives. They really are. And they made this process so easy. And on top of that, they made sure that we as staff had the education that we needed to understand the benefit of this solar project. I did not know that. Yeah, we all were invested. We watched the process happen. So we were coming in every day and seeing these panels be installed um, on our parking structures, on our roof. And then when that installation was complete, we were sitting in staff meetings and learning about the impact of that solarization of the campus. So everyone on campus now knows that, you know, we are going to be through that solar, produce 200,000 kilowatt hours of energy each year on campus, which is amazing for us, but also for the nonprofits who are tenants on the campus. It's not just CFSA. We actually house dozens of nonprofits within that building who are now benefiting from that solar energy, who are now reducing their their carbon footprint. Um, so yeah, we're, we're extremely proud of it. And they get to park in the shade. And they get to park <laughs> in the so shade. It's so funny. Yeah. Once the, I was taught, I interviewed Katie Gannon from Trees for Tucson yesterday. And I said to her, as soon as it hits, I'd say 95 or 100, it's a race to the tree in the parking lot. You just Mm -hmm. see people. I will go like way, way, way many aisles out of the parking lanes Mm -hmm. so that I can get my car near a shade structure. So when it happens and I go to a, you know, on on a call or meet with a business and they have solar covered parking, I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I can park in the shade. It makes a difference. She said as much as, um, I don't know if, if Dave will remember, but like as much as something like 40 degrees if you park in the shade. It's oh, absolutely. a tremendous amount of heat reduction. So I'm always looking for the tree. Now, what about, so you do lower your carbon footprint mm-hmm. and I'm not as up to date on this as I should be. Doesn't when you have solar, it helps even with reducing your water use or the yes. electricity to power that? It's 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 a ripple effect as I call it. Yes, so it, it reduces water use. Um, it's, you know, it's saving costs for nonprofits on what they pay on their utilities overall. Um, so it, there's just, there's so many benefits and we're still learning. Um, we are, you know, looking to those reports that come out every month for how much we're saving. Um, and that's <laughs> But something, that really matters. Those metrics matter. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I think it's something that we've been working towards. You know, on campus, we uh, reduce the use of, of plastic bottles by installing, uh, you know, refillable you know, water stations. Yes. Um, that's something that we were exposed to. I, I remember my first day coming onto campus and thinking, wow, there's so much difference different elements of sustainability happening on campus just from the time you walk in the door and it encourages you to be less wasteful. There's recycle bins everywhere. There's, you know, we're, we're really walking the talk, but I think solar cemented that for us, you know, cemented our commitment to this journey to sustainability. It's a big, it's a big sign mm-hmm. on your branding. We care Look at us, we have solar. Yeah. It matters so much and it's going to matter more and more and more as I'm sure you know. So another thing, and I hope I got this right, is that another ripple effect 
is that you have a nonprofit solar project. And I, I cannot fake enthusiasm. Anybody who listens to me knows if I get excited, it's so real because I couldn't do these shows without being so passionate. And it launched on Earth Day. Yes. So it's not even been a month. So tell us about that and how it came about and why it's so extremely cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have to thank um, one of our anonymous donors who made this project possible. With the creation of the Environmental Sustainability Impact Fund, um, we you know, decided that we could go further. And this donor helped us by contributing the funding to create this project where nonprofits who are interested in installing solar on their campuses would be able to do that. We know that installing solar is a complicated thing, that it's expensive, that nonprofits don't always have the access to technicians, don't always have the access to the knowledge of how do we even begin this. So we created this project. We're we're structuring it like a grant round and nonprofits who own their buildings um, can apply apply for funding towards solar installation. And not only that, we're not just giving them the funding and saying, hey, figure it out. We are working uh, with Solar United Neighbors and they are assisting us. I with love actually, them. Yeah. I love them. They're amazing. The love team them. is amazing. We meet with them weekly. And honestly, it's, it's starting to feel like we all work at the same place now. <laughs> but they uh, are doing inspections of these campuses where the nonprofits work to ensure that they are able to install solar, what it's going to look like, how much it's going to cost. And then CFSA is coming in with that sustainability fund to provide that funding. And not only that, when TEP heard about this work and heard what we were doing with the solar project, they instantly bought in, instantly contributed towards the funding for this project, enabling us to give to even more nonprofits. Doing the happy dance. I'm telling you, they were doing the happy (laughs) dance because they have these metrics and benchmarks that they want to meet aggressively. So when I read this, I'm like, this is really good. It's like I said in my head, sweet, this (laughs) is really a good thing. Mm -hmm. And the involvement of nonprofits with more than just doing it, getting them engaged, having them their education be continued. It's just a win-win-win. And I really, really got excited about it. I'll be watching for those newsletters to see who's getting it. So there's a really positive note to this mm-hmm. for this segment. Um, CFA has an overall commitment to environmental sustainability. It's not just a rubber stamp or we're going to get solar. Do you want to go into a little bit more about that? Because it, to me... I have been, I've done things with CFSA for, in the nonprofit sector forever, always go to their big luncheon, you know, Mm -hmm. all whatever. Well, that's Women's Foundation. But tell us about the overall commitment. It seems to me from reading what I did in preparation for the show, it's more becoming a core value of Mm -hmm. CFSA, which really matters to me, that sustainability, which includes all of those things that you stand for, in terms of the impact on marginalized communities, communities without trees, all of those things, climate change hurts them more. Mm-hmm. And it's getting hotter and we're running out of water. I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer, <laughs> but there's some realities to this. Absolutely. So yeah. tell us, since you are a big kahuna at the CFSA, <laughs> when I said, oh, wow, that's a big job she has. Um, what's the overall commitment from your point of view? I think for us, the overall commitment and and through the creation of this fund is to ensure that 
when we see a need, we can adequately respond to it. Um, I think because we are a community-based organization, um, we have such a broad set of needs, such a broad set of nonprofits that that we can assist and, and contribute towards. So in creating these impact funds, we're ensuring that donors have the opportunity to see where the need is and contribute the money in that way. With this Environmental Sustainability Impact Fund, we don't just have funding for the nonprofit solar project, but we have funding, you know, as it comes in to give to organizations that are working in conservation, in restoration programs, in climate justice, habit protection, community gardens, watershed management, you name it. Prior to, and, and we've been working up to this point, you know, we, we've had uh, funding available for specific types of nonprofits. And what we're trying to do is broaden that as much as possible because we understand that the more funding we have available for these things, the easier it is to respond and and the more we can respond to these nonprofits. Um, environmental organizations, I think, are often the most misunderstood in the work that they do. Hear, hear. I want to <laughs> ring a bell. Yeah. It's like they're helping everybody to make sure we are here. Exactly. <laughs> and safe. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I think that donors have the best intentions and they want to send their funding to where it's going to be the most impactful. They want it to go to people and to the services that help people immediately. Um, But what I like to emphasize is that no matter where your philanthropy goes, it's going to help someone. So when you help an environmental organization, like you just said, you help to ensure that there's continued work being done on you know, the environment in the city that we live in, in the world that we live in, so that these other nonprofits can continue doing the services that they do, so that the people who benefit from it have a safe home to come home to. They're not constantly having to relocate because of natural disasters or because their environment is being destroyed. So it's a cycle and it's it's an ongoing sort of loop of, of help that, that donors can give. And this, this impact fund is a part of that. And the thing is, like, when you're talking, first of all, I mean, there's no secrets in Mrs. Green's world. I can certainly see why you have the job. Your commitment, <laughs> your enthusiasm, your ability to articulate it, it sparks a lot of joy in my heart. Thank and you. it matters a lot. Yeah. And the thing that you were able to articulate, when a community invests in solar, nobody loses mm-hmm. because there's the taxing on the grid. Mm-hmm. And it helps to mitigate that. A nonprofit, it helps forever with their utility bill, which can be one of the biggest bills in your budget. Exactly. Because you have to pay for electricity. You have to, whatever service you're providing, there has to be heating and cooling all the time. Maybe not so much heating anymore. I don't know if we're going to need heat in Arizona anymore, <laughs> maybe for the rest of my life. But it's, it's an investment that keeps on paying off. It's not a one-off where you like repaired someone's home, which can be very important. But it's saying we're doing solar, which is a renewable energy. And the one thing you can almost guarantee here in Tucson is the sun will come out tomorrow. Exactly. Because it's it makes really, sense. It makes such it good makes sense. sense. So is there anything else? I mean, this is a brief segment, but I think you packed a lot in. I certainly didn't stop smiling the whole time <laughs> because I think it really matters. It's great to spread that news about the Community Foundation and inspire other donors because I think people are getting the idea, getting the picture loudly and clearly that we're in for quite a haul with our rising temperatures and our water scarcity. So this is perfect timing, perfect commitment, and I'm glad you gave a shout out to TEP. Of course, they jumped on board. They really care. 
They're absolutely amazing. And, and shout out again to them for, for being willing to partner with us on this and for making it possible for more nonprofits to benefit. Uh, they've partnered with us on so many things. And I think it's because they recognize where the need is and they trust us to be able to, to act on right. that need. Right. Um, so I guess, you know, the only thing left that I would share is that for any nonprofits listening, if you haven't heard about this project and you're curious about whether or not your organization qualifies, contact us. And we pride ourselves on being transparent and open and available to anyone who calls the foundation. So feel free to give us a call and ask any questions you have. I love that. And I'm glad that I know it because I know so many organizations in this (laughs) town and have been so involved in the nonprofit community. So, hey, Isa, Quinones, Ivory, Director of Community Investments at CFSA. It's been an honor and a privilege, and thank you for all of it. Your whole package of your enthusiasm, your knowledge, and the passion you bring to something that really matters. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. 